0: This is the sports desk good evening and welcome to the sports desk on your Monday evening this uh, sorry Friday evening this Friday the <laughs> 20th of October <laughs> I'm Sam and joined of course by Liam Cole and Jason Evans Matthew Lickie
1: comes back inside the sp- Matthew Lickie schools from Australia sorry about the intro what day is it?
0: it's Friday oh, okay sp- spooky Thank October God. is somehow getting into our systems here because last week we didn't have the Intro voice. We're in being th- hacked. But now <laughs> this week we didn't have the items, so we're being not hacked. great. We're being hacked. Not Sports great. botch that's montage okay. coming on. Coming but October soon. is a very spooky month, so for, forget the uh, <laughs> the issues in the thing.
1: Um, How are you,
0: Liam? I'm very good, Jason. How are you? T- terrified, <laughs> actually. It's getting busy. I'm still recovering from the run, by the way. So oh yeah, <laughs> we should have a, um, we should
1: have a counter then for all your botches this afternoon.
0: Okay. Well, we'll see how we go. All right. Uh, We'll we'll get straight into the news. Um, We've got a big show coming up, of course, next break. We'll talk about uh, wrapping up the AFL trade period, including a few more delistings, the AFLW. Then we'll talk about the NBL, the Cricket World Cup. Australia are playing tonight, the Rugby World Cup. And then later on, uh, the Socceroos, EPL... The round one of the A-League starts this weekend and then finishing off with a bit of hockey and then wrapping up, will be a big show and we'll go straight into the news and we'll start off with Daniel Ricciardo returns to F1, um, already given one career lifeline this season. Ricciardo missed the last five races with a broken left hand, but he returns this week to the US Grand Prix uh, with Alpha Torai cut loose, rookie Nick Nicked. Sorry, Nick Diveris uh, after 10 races and gave the seat to Ricardo. He finished 13th in Hungary uh, and 16th in Belgium, uh, then broke his hand at the Dutch Grand Prix, which is pretty crazy, I think. I know there's a lot of velocity when they turn those steering wheels in the cars, but to mm. break your hand turning a steering wheel... <laughs> well, that's got to do car. with your G-force. Yeah.
1: That's entirely it would be a G-force thing. I could see him back on the track. Uh, the smile is out.
0: Does that mean we're going to have some come out? battling... Aussies battling each other. This is very exciting to see. It is exciting to see. We'll steer, We'll keep uh,
1: watching this space a little bit. Interesting uh, little piece of news also, Sam. The Newcastle 500 has been cancelled as, sup- as Supercars Australia have decided to not go ahead with the street race in 2024. Lord Man... Uh, oh. Nootali Nelms confirmed the news on ABC News Breakfast this morning following a phone call with Supercars Chief Operating Officer Shane Howard. Supercars previously indicated it would like to extend the race in the city for a further five years and it was in discussions with the state government to do so. However, a recent survey commissioned by the City of Newcastle found 59% of online respondents did not want the event to return for another five years. Hmm. A quote from, uh, from Nelms, at this point in time, there is no agreement with the New South Wales government and the local state MPs that represent all of us here in Newcastle in the state parliament. There will have to be some agreement before we would even look at anything in the future. It comes a day after New South Wales Premier Chris Min's called on the council to make a decision on whether the street race would
2: return. Online respondents who voted. So is that that's not everyone in Newcastle, is it?
1: Yeah, we'll we'll have to just maybe a little monitor that a little bit. But Supercars Australia have returned. Have um, I'm not going to follow on with that race. In, interesting, Sam. Interesting, interesting, interesting. That uh, that comes from the ABC there. That article. Okay. call
0: there. definitely. Uh, Netball New Zealand has kept the Constellation uh, Cup series alive after clinching a thrilling fifty six fifty three win over the World Champions Australia in Game Three in 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 the Inverca- oh, no. I can never pronounce it. Invercal. i say it for me, please. <laughs> Where? Invercal Gilly. Liam is yep, currently I reading reckon. the word. Yep. Wow. He's right. Spot on. <laughs> the yeah. Diamonds oh. held a 2-0 series lead after winning both matches on... Uh, um, on Australian soil, and we're looking to lock down the Trans-Tasman Trophy with a game to play. But the Silver Ferns won a sea sawing battle on Thursday night to keep the series alive. The final match is on Monday in Auckland, with the series victor decided on goal difference. The Diamonds have the advantage on that front after winning the first two matches by a combined 19 goals. So watch that space. Australia needs to bounce back. Interesting. Very tight rivalry, Australia-New Zealand. Absolutely. Uh, In AFL, Melbourne's key forward, Joel Smith, has been provisionally suspended after allegedly returning a positive drug test during the AFL season. Smith submitted a sample during an in-competition doping control test on August 20 when Melbourne took on Hawthorne. The AFL said the sample allegedly detected the presence of cocaine and its metabolic uh, uh, benzoic—oh, Another tricky word here. Benzoilicogene? Uh, which is a prohibited substance under the Australian Football Anti-Doping Code. Smith was notified of the result by Sport Integrity Australia last week, along with the AFL. Um, And then along those lines too, new Carlton recruit Elijah Hollands has been served notice to appear in court over possession of an illicit substance. Hollands was traded to the Blues from the Gold Coast on Wednesday after three seasons at the Suns. Carlton says it was made aware Last month, the Hollands had been served with the notice to appear but did not deter the club from recruiting him. The Carlton Football Club is aware that Elijah Hollands has been served with a notice to appear uh, in court uh, relating to a matter with an illicit substance. Carlton said in a statement on Thursday evening, um, and it says, given in in its existing interest... sorry, uh, who was a Gold Coast Suns player at the time, giving its existing interest in bringing him to the football club. An informed decision was then made to proceed with the recruitment and the club will now provide necessary support to Hollands. Uh, he will commence pre-season training upon its uh, scheduled resumption in November. As the matter is currently before the courts, so the club will not make any further comments at this time. So,
2: Well, there's always a catch, isn't there, when there's a traded player, Carlton thought they get a steal for, a, what was it, a third-round pick. But um, there's always a catch why some certain players are getting traded. Um, Joel Smith was very lucky to get a three-month ban, it looks like, so he won't yep. be able to train or go to the club. So that's pretty lucky for him, given that these drug suspensions have been softened over the years. So um, And that speaks more of Melbourne's culture right now, which is probably a bigger
0: issue. Mm. It's definitely interesting to win over the, the the period, over the break. Um, any other stories from you? Yes. So the IOC has
2: approved T20 cricket, baseball, softball, flag, football, lacrosse and squash for the 2028 Los Angeles Olympics. So that's pretty cool. Um, so the question is, what sport would you guys like to see in the Olympics? All right. Um, question without notice? Yes. It is a
1: question without notice. It's a good and one, though. I get the feeling I'll answer something that already is a sport
0: because there's plenty there. table is table tennis? Yes, it is. Okay. Mm. Yes, it is. Well, but I know they brought breakdancing in as well. Yeah, so I mean, they they brought rock so climbing in it's... as well recently for the Tokyo Olympics. What about uh, Foursquare? Uh, square? X
1: Games <laughs> got introduced. <laughs> Foursquare. Le- actually, wow, let's, make that play, yes. let's make that a sport. Let's make that a sport, I Liam. could compete in that. <laughs> that's interesting. Service to me, by the way. You know, obviously you've got to call service. There's what what kind of house rules did you have when you played four square?
0: <laughs> AFL, but we'd be too good, wouldn't we? Well, that,
1: that mm. I remember that that used to be considered demonstration sport um, yeah. for the for the Olympic Committee. But it, I don't I don't see that becoming a an Olympic sport even in the foreseeable future. Anyway, the, the, it was a
2: rhetorical question. What, what's been introduced? I've just said so. T Twenty cricket, baseball, softball. Ah, yeah. uh, right, more. Flat, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> so great. Uh, more to cricket. So an infection has rocked the Pakistan cricket camp ahead of the Aussie v Pakistan game tonight. So Pakistan's best fast bowler, Shaheen Afridi has a fever right now. He might be in doubt to play and their backup spinner, Usama Mia has an illness. So not great preparation for Pakistan tonight. Um, and then the Aussie women cricketers have created a 200K support fund for Netball Australia in a pay dispute. So Netball Australia uh, financially are in a bit of trouble and so is Sin FM, Jason. It has, you.
1: even though we are in our 20th year on air as a radio station. Despite our efforts keeping up with the catastrophic hit that the station took over the COVID-19 pandemic and in plus inflation, plus an unexpected loss of grant funding in response to economic pressures... Sin Media has now resorted to its cash reserves that can only support us for so long. We've tried to overcome these challenges, including reducing to a skeleton staff, but after taking multiple hits in three years, we are now asking you, the listeners of our great station, to help support the station in a foreseeable future and help donating to givenow.com.au forward slash save sin to help keep this station afloat for a, for a big and bright future ahead. For two decades, Sin FM has been a hub for young people, a community platform, and a training ground for some of Australia's most important. important voices in the news, culture, and music sectors, and we have championed local music as an important source of local news and entertainment. GiveNow.com forward slash SaveSin. All donations above $2 are tax deductible, and if you donate during the show, Sam is going to see you make the donation, and yep. we will express Read our eternal thanks to you on the
2: air.
0: Now it's important. We're, when we're pretty close uh, to ticking over 50 uh, grand. So if we can tick over that during the show, that'd be very impressive. Mm. Forty-nine thousand um, and seventy-seven at the minute. So there's a bit to get there, but <laughs> <laughs> nine hundred. But... We've also got yeah. some
1: extra work to do here at Sin to help raise a bit of money. Ramona Sky have very kindly held hosting a fundraiser show at the Tote on the fourth of November. Local gig incoming, everybody. And that is what Sin Media continues and will attempt to continue to be the hub of doing for the voices of the youth. So head on down to the Tote on the fourth of November to see Ramona. Sky, also featuring Munchie Dolphin, Barefoot spa- uh, Spaceman and Pretty Moy. There you go. That's the tote. 4th of November.
0: All right. Well, we'll check th- through the cause uh, throughout the show. The last couple of stories here before we go to a break. Um, the Australian Pref- Professional Leagues, which runs the A-League, has confirmed the departure of Chief Executive Officer Danny Townsend. Uh, as has been mooted for several weeks, Townsend has left the APL for a new job in the Middle East. The APL will now be led by A-League Commissioner... Nick Garcia, and the Managing Director of Football website Keep Up, James Rushton. The APL has undergone extraordinary growth uh, in just a a two-and-a-half-year period under Danny's leadership, and we thank him for his service to football in Australia and New Zealand, both as the CEO and before that as CEO of Sydney FC, uh, a spokesperson said. Um, And then this is on the back of the news this week, which has been absolutely massive. A-League Grand Finals have been reverted to traditional to the traditional format as Unite round launched. So all teams across both A-Leagues, men's and women's will play in Sydney over one weekend as part of the revamped deal with the New South Wales government. The A-League's grand finals return to their traditional format um, being in the home state. Uh, And so, yes, this massive Unite round... Uh, with every team playing over three days in Sydney uh, in January after ten months of furious debate over the original deal to cite both grand finals in Sydney for three years, the New South Wales Premier Chris Minns, revealed on Wednesday morning that a new arrangement had been struck between the APL the government and destination New South Wales, meaning the grand finals will be held in the city of the highest rank qualifier as it should be and Unfortunately, I think for last year or well, sorry this year uh that kind of stings uh, to Melbourne City yeah, fans. Yeah, Melbourne City. Yeah, it's fair to say the A-League isn't run very well. Um, They've backfliped <laughs> uh, pretty so quickly. It's, I, I mean, I'm glad the outcome has now been corrected, but I think it's inexcusable that it's taken this long. And does that um, become the
1: Townsend legacy as he's run his uh, CEO?
0: Well, I guess someone had to fall, um, and maybe they said... I don't know. So was he pushed out? Well, you could say that, or maybe a job offer was timely and it was just a good way to go. But uh, uh, I think it's really bad that they've taken this long to... They could have solved this earlier on. Um, And even the fans last year, when this was announced, this concept of a unite, gather round, all of that was already been spoken about and... It was just turned away. So I'm glad the correct result has happened now and we are going to launch the A-League this weekend. It's the first round. We'll talk about it later. So it's good that we can get excited and fall in love with the game again because I think many, many fell out with it last year in the the last couple of years. To
1: quote a Sports Desk alumni when the Sydney deal was made and the protests came about, the fans
0: won APL nil. Yeah, well, eventually that has happened, right? And and I'm sure... what the Unite round is, is going to be massive. And I'm sure people can get excited for it. Um, so January 12 to 14, that will be. All right, when we come back, we'll be talking about the AFL trades. We'll give that a wrap and a few of the listings and AFLW. That's all coming up on the Sports Desk on Sin. Miles Kane on the Sports Desk, a new one called Time of Your Life on Sin. Uh, And now it's time to talk about the AFL and wrapping up what has been a massive trade period uh, with Deadline Day just a few days ago. Let's wrap that up now. And we'll start off with the last couple of trades that went over the line um, just before uh, Deadline Day. And as, of course, it always happens uh, a lot of those deals were at the hand of outgoing um, list manager Adrian Trudoro. Uh Always seems to be. <laughs> yeah, he loves the like attention, the, doesn't he? Yeah, nah, almost nah, like the big nah. supervillain. Nah, nah, nah. What nah. have
2: you made, Jason? Hey, of hey, his hey. twenty years. Goodbye. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. that said it. <laughs> Um, so we'll look at the last trade. You did um, all right, though, in this one, in fairness. Uh, we'll grade, I think, each team's trade period in a second, but uh, I think you're all right with a few of Essendon's trades they've got. Uh, so Hawk, uh, Hawthorne receive Masio, Massimo, Massimo D'Ambrosio, D'Ambrosio. Uh, and Essendon receive a third-round pick, currently number 61 and a future fourth-round pick tied to Collingwood. What do you thought about that deal?
2: Um. Yeah, I'm not sure about what Hawthorne, their strategy going in this year. They've got Mabia Chol, who's when he at his best. He's very good, but sometimes can be uncompetitive at times, which left him out of the Gold Coast team for a while. But um, he's definitely got talent and can help out Mitch Lewis. And D'Ambrosio can sort of feel Lockie Bramble's
0: spot, who got delisted off the halfback. So not too bad. Okay. Uh, the next trade here uh, was uh, Xavier Dersma.
1: For Brandon, Brandon Zerk Thatcher, yep.
0: BZT. Brandon Zerk Thatcher. Plus a couple fourth round Fourth round, round, round pick number 73, and two future fourth round picks tied to Essendon and Carlton go to Port Adelaide. And of course, Essendon receive Xavier Dersman, Mr. Bow and Arrow. Looking what do you think to of that. him?
1: Uh, looking forward to that. It'll be interesting to see. I, I believe he's looking for more of a wing position is probably the intention for him joining the side. So it'll be interesting to see with the, the Martin and Durham combination being mixed with a little bit. But it a uh, little bit, of, it maybe hopefully drives up a bit of competitiveness within the side and then a lot more players are vouching for spots.
0: Controversially, I don't – I mean, maybe it's some of these – sometimes you need a player to go to another club to really see their stuff. Um, some players can be held back. And I, I feel like Xavier is one of them who uh, I feel like maybe early in the season or the last couple of years, I've seen more of him, but this year I didn't see that much of him at all. Um, so to me, he hasn't shown that much.
1: And that's why, yeah, and that might've been why the brand, originally there was a lot of thought. It could have been a straight trade between Brandon Zerk-Thatcher. who was pretty much the reverse Coleman medalist in the league. So yep. it, it wasn't necessarily one of those high class trades, but, uh, Anyway, time will tell. Time will tell. I think Port will benefit quite a bit from Brandon Zerk-Thatcher despite being a reverse common medalist. Uh, b- when I mean that, by the way, Lee. Do you know yeah. what I mean by that? Uh, no. No other player <laughs> kicked more goals on him than oh, any that's other that's not defender. a good record, It's is not it? a very good no. record, but despite that, he did have – he showed signs <laughs> of improvement this year, and he was hamstrung with the lack of defensive depth at Essendon, and Port Adelaide seemed to be growing their defensive depth. So he might. he might be able to find a – significantly better role.
2: Well, it just feels like for Essendon, they're just topping up a bit too much. So Ben Mackay, I do like that. But that was Derzma, necessary. Brad Scott does have a history of topping up at his time at North Melbourne
0: and not being able to go all the way. Uh, um, Marbia Choll goes to Hawthorne and they receive a third round pick. Gold Coast receives a future second round pick, yeah. currently tied to the Brisbane Lions. What do we think of that? And do we find it interesting though that... Um, he left Richmond for maybe the reasons of the coach and then he's moved again because of the coach. Joel. I don't know if that's been confirmed, but I guess some players sometimes just don't get along with the coach and you need mm. to move on just for the benefit mm. of your own playing career, I guess. Well, I think Dimmer wasn't playing Chol at Richmond, so right. yeah,
2: I, I think it's a smart decision from Chol.
1: Ginneman's a hawk as well.
2: Mm. Ginevan, that was a massive. Who one. saw that coming? <laughs> well, it only just started when Lockie Schultz requested a trade, and then the you know speculation of Ginevan you know, maybe struggling to find a spot in the team with so many world class um, small forwards.
0: I, I thought it was interesting. I wonder how long, because obviously talks would have been previous prior to the grand final. Um, maybe the decision. That had already been made, whether he was going to play in a grand final or not. And I, I think, honestly, maybe, I don't know what some people agree with me, but I think if, if Collingwood didn't have as many injuries into that grand final, no. He, there's no way he would have got a game. I, I think. don't think he played that well in the final series anyway. No, so I, I think he's pretty lucky to have a
2: medallion. I don't, I don't um, think going to Mooney Valley the night before the grand final would have, was the smartest decision, but...
0: <laughs> it, look, it's not a great e. look, but... Yeah, it's not the best look. Um, that's okay. Uh, so, yes, Hawthorne received Jack Ginneman, a second-round pick, a future second-round pick, uh, and Collingwood receive a second-round pick, currently number 33, uh, and a future second-round pick tied to Hawthorne, and a future third-round pick tied to Hawthorne. So... Maybe for the best. Another and deal
1: that got done in the trade period when the time away was uh, the Geelong and Port were able to get the Radicaleer deal sorted out. So we've now yeah, got Radicaleer so as a Port.
0: Early on in the um, in the piece, Geelong said Radicalia wasn't going to go anywhere, but it eventually happened. So he finally got to go to power. Uh, Geelong received a second round pick, currently number 25, a fourth round pick, currently number 76, and a fifth round pick, currently number 94.
2: Yeah, well, he tried to leave last year. He was contracted, now uncontracted. So um, it's definitely a good pick-up from Port and that will allow Ali Ali to try be that intercept marker and Brandon Zirk Thatcher to be that third tall defender. So I think that's pretty good from Port Adelaide.
1: That's a good point he raised. That's a good point Liam raised. And Ali, Ali was impeccable as an intercept marker yeah. as the sole main key defender as well. Imagine him with support. Mm. He could be... The most dangerous defender in 2024. And they, they definitely
2: needed to fix up their defence because sometimes
0: they do get exposed in finals. Uh, Gunson back to being a hawk. So we were worried maybe that and he, he could have left onto a training plate.
1: He became a lion because he got cut. How crazy is that?
0: Mm, interesting. Interesting. Well, I'm glad that it's, it's not halted his career and finished early. That would have been terrible. Uh, but I think... Um, I think there was more external
1: factors at play as well.
0: Gunston. So Hawthorne received Gunston two third-round picks, number 47 and 61, and a future second-round pick tied to the Lions. Uh, Brisbane Lions received Brandon Ryan a second-round pick, a third-round pick, and a future fourth-round pick. Do you think that's too much? Um, No, I don't. I think that's fair. I think... Lions get some
2: backup for the loss of Fullerton and the Hawks get some more experience
0: um, up forward. So I think that's pretty good. And one more here before we fly through the rest of the trades uh, over the period. Uh, Jack Billings becomes a demon and secure to receive a future third round pick tied to Melbourne
2: yeah I think I think that's a good move for Jack. I think he needed a, a clean slate and I think he might play better under a better team. Alan Richardson, he works at Melbourne he really rates him so there's no doubt he's got talent um, drafted at number three in 2014 ahead of Bonton Pali, but um yeah, he only played 11 games in the past two years so. I don't think the Saints will uh, rue that too much.
0: All right. Now, who do we think has kind of won the trade period? Um, and I think definitely maybe Essendon did make the most.
1: Port Adelaide's uh, up there too.
0: Yep. Um, so in Essendon's case, got brought in Todd Goldstein, Ben Mackay, Jade Gresham and Xavier Dursma out. Brandon and improved Zerkotra. the draft capital as well. Massimo. Yep. Um, and Sydney, look so, like they've Sydney done as well, right. yeah. Sy- yeah.
1: Maybe it Actually, it might be Sydney and
0: Port. Yeah. Uh, Sydney, James Jordan, Joel Hamling, Brodie Grundy, Taylor Adams out. Dylan Stevens, Port, Ivan Soldo, Jordan Sweet, Asava Radagalia, Brandon Zerk, Thatcher out. Xavier Dersmer. Ivan Soldo, so another Ruckman. Yeah, I think Scott
2: Lysette is a bit banged up. And then they got Jordan Sweet as well from the Bulldogs. So they're
0: just trying to fill some gaps that they need. And Melbourne's an interesting one. Tom Fullerton, Shane McAdam, Jack Billings out. James Jordan, James Harms, Brodie Grundy.
2: Yeah, and I haven't addressed their forward line. No. So, that's a... <laughs>
0: yeah, it looks like they're going to have the same problems. And same with Fremantle as well. And I think North Melbourne may be another one. Dylan, Stephen, Zach Fisher. Oh, have you seen their draft picks? Bigger, new one? Have wow. you seen their draft picks? That, that to add to that as well. Uh, so that and Charity. We'll be excited. Oh, <laughs> just, excited. Just for fun. Just for
1: fun. <laughs> North supporters, this is for you.
0: Um, oh. Yeah, that is funny. Uh, So, yes, that's the trade period. All right, we'll move on to the AFLW now. And we are getting close to the final series uh, being at round eight. And it kicks off tonight. Hawthorne take on Richmond from Kazaley Stadium at 7.45 p.m. Uh, Saturday afternoon at Whitten Oval, it's the Western Bulldogs and Sydney at 1.05pm. Brisbane Lions take on Adelaide at 305 on Saturday, Brighton Homes Arena. And Saturday afternoon as well, it's Giants and Carlton from Henson Park. Saturday, uh, 5.05pm, it's Port and the Gold Coast Suns at Alberton Oval. Melbourne and North Melbourne play at Icon Park Saturday night, seven fifteen. Sunday, one o five PM at Victoria Park. It's Collingwood and Geelong. Sunday, three o five at Fremantle Oval. It's Fremantle and St Kilda, and the last game of the round, five o five Sunday night. It's the Bombers uh, taking on the Eagles at Windy Hill. What are some exciting fixtures to look out for?
2: Oh, I think it's the North Melbourne Melbourne game. Yep. So second, the Melbourne V3rd. derby. Yeah, for sure. And Jasmine Garner, she's in great form averaging 31 disposals and six tackles. Um, so that's definitely going to be a beauty. And for listeners, um, check out Courtney Hodder's mark, potential mark of the year going back with the flight last week in the Q, uh, Q Clash. So she's a gun, and it was a very brave act. So check out
0: that on social media. All right. That's going to be very exciting. Uh, last thing before we break, uh Well, we're underway in the spring racing carnival. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the Caulfield Cup is tomorrow uh, afternoon. It's really heating up. The weather's looking nice at the minute. Um, So the big one at 5.15, looking at interesting race, Gold Trip, uh, who may not run if it's graded a hard track in the morning. Uh, They're going to take him out early on about 7.30 just to see um, and may save him for the following week if the track's too hard in that race. Um, and then interesting, Solcombe, uh, who's done pretty well, owned by a few of the Richmond Tigers players, His running is running has done all right so far. Uh, and then last one here in that same race, a breakup, a Japanese horse fresh off the plane. And they say a lot about those Japanese horses that are fresh off the air can usually get an early win in, in one of these, either this Caulfield Cup and a few other early weekend races before we hit really the strides in the, the big, big group ones. Me that opener again, <laughs> just on the fly. There wow. we go. All right, when we come back, we'll be talking the round ball game. The A League is back, uh, and oh, the Premier League, it's actually back too. End it's of on the, this week, it's sure. on. Yes, it's on. Uh, we'll be back ah, after this nice on Sin an Live and Let Die, Paul McCartney and Wings. The reason why I'm playing that, of course, is because the man himself is at Marvel Stadium tomorrow, which is very exciting. I am going, so uh, first time it. I'll get to see a Beatle themselves. So uh, it's going to be very exciting.
1: Ah, What's your favourite Wings song? I know um, we've got the Beatles. Have you got a favourite Wings song? Mine's probably Band on the Run, in fairness. Maybe Jet. Jet, that's
0: a good song.
2: Four Bluebird, or five bird, seconds. What was that? Four or
0: five seconds. That's. N- <laughs> Kanye West. Wow. Out of his Rhianna entire. And Paul back- McCartney. Out of his entire. It's back color- Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we will move swiftly on there. Okay. It's, sho- it's showing your age a lot. <laughs> um, we'll get to the round ball game. And to finish off a few of the international fixtures, the Socceroos played New Zealand. Um, On, I think it was Wednesday morning. 2 0 win for Australia in the, well, the return game for the Soccer Ashes, which is an amazing story we uncovered. Yes. Yeah, they
1: found the trophy in someone's attic or garage under the house,
0: whatever it was. Dominant performance from uh, Harry Suter and Jackson Irvine getting on the score sheets. Um, And yes, very exciting. A couple more friendlies to come. Well, sorry, not friendlies. Uh, World Cup qualifiers next month we will be playing Bangladesh here at Amy Park. Which That's be not so friendly. No, not so friendly. Very high not stakes. World, yep, World Cup qualifiers. We're back to ground zero again for that. So exciting. So look forward to that. So good to get the win over the Kiwis. Um, How did nice Chris opening. Wood go? Um, all right. Didn't get on the score sheet, but uh, no. Well, why do you, why do you bring him dis- up? No, I
2: know I'm from uh, Burnley, doesn't he? Still plays there? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Still ticking away? (laughs) You're throwing me off here. Uh, That's what
1: we're here to do, everybody. Throw Sam off.
0: (laughs) And uh, as to mention, too, the round one of the A-League, it all kicks off tonight. Adelaide United hosts Central Coast Mariners. Uh, That is the first game tonight. And then tomorrow it's 3.30 p.m. It'll be MacArthur and Brisbane Roar. Um... uh, Also, Melbourne City will take on Western United at 5.30pm, Amy Park. Uh, Sydney FC will play Melbourne Victory uh, Saturday at 7.45pm. The Big Blue, as they call it. Good game to start off uh, the campaign for both those teams. Western Sydney Wanderers take on the Wellington Phoenix Sunday at 3pm and Perth Glory take on the Newcastle Jets Sunday 745 um, what what's some exciting fixtures from that, Liam? Um, probably
2: the Sydney F C and victory game and yep. you got the City and Western United game. It'll be interesting to see how City go without uh Scott Jamison, who's retired. So
0: Yes, and there's been a few changes in the off season to the squad. So Glover's gone, I think. Yep. Yep. He's at Middlesbrough, I think. Oh yeah. Um and so yes, a fair few changes. So it'll be interesting to see if they can keep up the pace. Um, but in saying that, Western United turfed a lot of their squad as well. Mm. Uh, and confirmed earlier during the week they'll be playing a, a fair few of their games at the new regional facility in Tarnit. Uh, so part of it has been complete. It's not the major stadium, but it is a the smaller training part, which I, I dare say they can play some game against um, MacArthur and some of the smaller clubs like that. Uh, I doubt any Melbourne team will play them there. Um, but it'd be good to get that going with their home base all the way in the uh, sure. So that's going to be an exciting first round of the A-League um, and time to talk some EPL now. If I can find the stinger.
1: <laughs> dun, 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 dun. There you go. What's happening?
0: Uh, well, I've got to get the, the thing. Oh, Maybe yeah. it's not on. No, it's definitely on. It's definitely on. And things are really heating off. Uh, It starts tomorrow night with the first early game, 10.30pm, Liverpool and Everton. Uh, The big, um, what do they call that? The uh, the, the, Goodison Park? Yes, I know, it's, but it's not there. there. The Merseyside Derby. Melbourne Marathon Um, has
1: really done something to you, Sam.
0: I it's not great. Uh, Brentford (laughs) will play Burnley Sunday 1 a.m., as well as Bournemouth and Wolves, uh, Nottingham Forest and Luton Town, Man City and Brighton, Newcastle and Crystal Palace, uh, Chelsea and Arsenal Sunday 3.30, Sheffield United and Man United from 6 a.m. on Sunday. And Aston Villa and West Ham will play on Monday at 2.30. Tottenham and Fulham uh, on Tuesday at 6 a.m. What are some interesting games you pick
2: out there, Liam? Well, I think the Man United game against Sheffield United is a danger game. Last match day, Man United just got out of trouble winning 2-1 against Bradford. And McTominay scored two stoppage time goals to win the game. So they're not in great form. And I think Eric Ten Hag won uh, manager of the month, which was interesting.
0: Did you see that? No, but I don't know how he possibly could. No, I, I don't. I don't know either. But um, I what raised. Wasn't my... I? Seen it was um, Ange won one again. No, or was that the I previous one?
2: I think that was the previous. Geez, um, they're
0: gifting him something there. Yeah,
2: I wasn't sure about that. Uh,
0: with uh, the Man United sitting 10th currently, I don't think they deserve anything, yeah. let alone the manager. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, we will go through the table while we're here. Tottenham sit on top at the minute, tied with Arsenal, uh, their North London rivals. Man City in third, Liverpool fourth. Aston Villa 5th, Brighton 6th, West Ham 7th, Newcastle 8th, Crystal Palace 9th, Man United 10th, Chelsea 11th, Fulham 12th, Nottingham Forest 13th, uh, Wolves 14th, 15th, Brentford 16th, Everton Luton Town 17th, and in the relegation zone Burnley, Bournemouth and Sheffield United. Um so I think I think sometimes these uh international breaks can be a wake up call to a few of these players so it'd be interesting to see some of the players um, coming back from their squads and getting back into the teams. Um, mm, it's going to be an interesting round. Mm, should be good one. All right, when we come back, we'll be talking cricket, the Rugby World Cup as well, um, and, well, must win for Australia, I guess. Tonight, yeah, for sure. All right, that's all coming up next. On the sports desk on your Friday evening. And this is for another band that's here this weekend in Melbourne, the Happy Mondays. Happy Mondays. Step on the sports desk on your Friday evening on Sin. They're another band here from Manchester uh, performing on Saturday and Sunday night, which is exciting. Another gig I'm going to. Why I don't know why it happens, but it seems I always have gigs double up on the same weekend. I'll have nothing for a few weeks, but then bang, two in one weekend. So excited for both. Busy be- man. Busy. It's good to be busy.
1: And then he's <laughs> going to review it all on Monday,
0: plus the sport
1: as well. So a, he could
0: not get over. Good how chance. Busy he is. Yes. Uh, now returning to our uh, keep sorry, keep sin alive campaign. Uh, we mentioned throughout the show the importance of our cause. Uh, if we don't raise enough money, sin will be gone forever. Yeah, it and will in our 20- twenty. 20th year, that's an absolute disaster. So if you can and willing to help out, givenow.com.au slash save sin, uh, or you can click through the links at sin.org.au. Um, it's at risk of closing. Uh, losing some government funding and etc. cetera. So uh, it's important that we can raise some money uh, for that. We're almost about to tick over 50K. So if we can do that over the weekend, that would be absolutely massive. So thanks for all those who have donated so far. Um, but please give and help keep sin alive if you can, the SOS campaign. That's givenow.com.au slash S-Y-N.
1: And come down to the tote on the fourth for the official fundraiser gig.
0: Yeah, that should be good. All right, uh, last thing um, Liam, some crickets. Come on, Aussie, come come on. So,
2: there's a big game tonight Pakistan versus Australia. So, I spoke earlier on the show about some illness breaking through the Pakistan camp. So, it should be interesting to see if there's some missing players. Um, so after the Monday show on Monday night Australia beat Sri Lanka comfortably so Sri Lanka were off to a flyer they were 2 for 157 at one stage then they got bowled out for 209 so they lost 8 for 52 which was a huge crumble. It's been one of their worst uh, you know, sides they've ever produced in a World Cup history before. And the Aussies got the job done with the bat. So Marsh got 52. Josh Inglis played a great knock of 58. But the big issue is that Adam Zampa has been dealing with some back spasms, so, which would explain his bad form of late. But um, hopefully he's okay and You never know, he might not play tonight. So, but the big upset was the Netherlands beating South Africa by 38 runs. The Dutch scored 245 for eight in a rain-affected game. They scored over 100 in their last 10 overs. Scott Edwards scored 78 not outs, and he was actually born in Australia and plays for Richmond Cricket Club. So, pretty good story, playing against the best bowlers in the world. So, good for him. And South Africa got bowled out for 207. So it's a really bad loss. It's just one loss, but uh, they've hasn't helped their World Cup history. They're not very good in World Cups. And, um, you know, this might derail their whole tournament, this sort of loss. So um,
0: great upset for the Dutch, though. OK, fantastic. Uh, The Rugby World Cup are into their semi semi-final, So Argentina will take on New Zealand tomorrow at 6 a.m., And England will take on South Africa Sunday at 6 a.m. Of course, South Africa defeating France by one single point. Um, And uh, Argentina defeating Wales in a bit of an upset. England over Fiji and New Zealand over Ireland. That's what set the final four, which is interesting. Uh, Jason, you have got some hockey NHL to finish up? Uh, Do
1: we have time? Uh, Yep. If you're quick. (laughs) Well, let's play the stinger. (laughs) Righto, listeners, breathe in and go. From Wednesday the 18th, Edmonton defeated Nashville (laughs) for their first win 6-1. Buffalo defeated Tampa Bay 3-2 in overtime. You can slow it down a bit. That's too much. Uh -uh. Okay. We also got some uh, uh, playoff rematches in the first four games of the year. Vegas taking on Dallas and Colorado taking on Seattle. Vegas took it out in a shootout 3-2. Colorado defeating Seattle quite comfortably 4-1. Yesterday, there were only two games in Ottawa. They are off to a flyer. The Senators defeating the Capitals 6-1. 3-1 start for the for Ottawa and five goals before the second intermission. Insane. They're off to a flyer. Detroit 6-3 over the Pittsburgh Penguins. It was 4-3 with seven minutes left, but then two empty net goals in the final two minutes. Took them out to a 6-3 lead. Earlier today, there's a bunch of games, but these are the ones I thought I'd highlight. Nashville, who have had a bit of a mixed start to the year. They've took a 4-1 victory over the New York Rangers on at Madison Square Garden. Big win for them. Edmonton not getting off the blocks very well with the two best attackers in the game. Their defense is poor. 4-1 loss to the Philadelphia Flyers. Vegas took on uh, the Winnipeg Jets as well in a, in a uh, first-round playoff rematch, 5-3. There was a hot staff offensively, and then Vegas ended up uh, shooting away. And uh, for their first win of the year... Happened today: Seattle defeating the Carolina Hurricanes seven to four. That's an abridged version of the NHL this week. We'll break it down again on Monday, and I believe that sounds like that's the sports desk for this Friday, Sam.
0: Yep, uh, it's been a massive pack show. Hope you enjoy your weekend full of sport. Uh, it's going to be exciting. First round of the A League. Uh, interesting to see how the crowds turn out across the first weekend. Already, the W League uh, has had a massive reception. Uh, with their crowds. So uh, good to see. Be very exciting to see. Another week in the NBL also happening. A few games for South Melbourne, a few
1: Adelaide games as well. Melbourne's hustling and bustling in the NBL too. Yes, of course.
0: We'll keep across that. And I think the summer series for the NBA is just over a week away as well. So we'll be keeping on top of that. All right. That's us. Make sure you keep up to date on Sports Desk on our Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. You can catch the podcast if you missed anything. And we'll be back Monday from 5 p.m. And, of course, back next week, same time Friday as well, 5 p.m. Thanks for listening. I've been Sam and Hennett, joined, of course, by Jason Evans and Liam Cole. We'll see you very soon.